What's up and how are you? This is the Shape America podcast. I am your host, Sean Nevels, and this is a special Shape Book Club edition of the show featuring three authors and their book on self-advocacy titled Infusing Self-Advocacy into Physical Education and Health Education. Please welcome to the pod, Ruth Childs, Lauren Lieberman, and Mary Connolly. So before we get to the book, let's go down the line and allow each author to introduce themselves, tell us about your background and your areas of expertise, starting with Ruth Childs. Ruth, tell us about yourself. Hi, Sean. Thanks for having us on. Um, My name's Ruth Childs, and I'm a theater professor at SUNY Brockport. So um, slightly different author than you are probably used to having on, but really happy to be here. And, excuse me, I've been teaching at Brockport for over 20 years. I teach acting, improvisation, public speaking. I teach a class on the politics of theater where we look at contemporary issues through the lens of um, current plays. And I also direct one of the main stage productions every year. And Lauren and I have been friends for about 20 years and We got to know each other through running and walking and spending lots of time talking about the projects we're working on. And we decided to collaborate on a self-advocacy program at Lawrence Camp Abilities. And the program is rooted in the work I do with my theater students on um, acting in scenes, persuasion, trying to um, change a different character's mind. And we took all of those skills and created a self-advocacy curriculum out of them. So that's why I'm here. Yeah, it's great to have you. And it's it's funny when I when I was looking at the the pre order page and I saw the the background teaching especially with public speaking acting voice like oh, okay we this is a special skill set there so if I ever need a public speaking coach I know who to go to. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of our next author, she mentioned her, uh, Lauren Lieberman. Lauren, welcome to the podcast. Tell us about yourself. Thank you, Sean. Sure. My name is Lauren Lieberman. I'm a distinguished service professor at SUNY Brockport. I'm in the kinesiology department and I teach in adapted physical education. And as Ruth said, I run a sports camp for kids who are blind and visually impaired called Camp Abilities. And I'm so lucky to have Ruth because her expertise is really something everybody should have. The art of persuasion, the art of knowing what you want and getting what you want. And so we started working together with kids with visual impairments on self-advocacy, realizing, you know, we had had camp for so many years up until then, but it wasn't until Ruth came to camp and started implementing the program that kids were really starting to be on their sports teams and getting out into the community because of this skill that we were teaching them. So we were thinking, let's take it one step further. So we started like writing articles on and doing presentations, including the kids' voices, And then when Tom Lawson approached us about writing a book, I was like, hey, Ruth, do you want to write a book on self-advocacy? I'm not quite sure that's what Tom had in mind because it was more about the self-advocacy. But if you think about it, health and physical education has so many variables and choices. It is the perfect topic to infuse self-advocacy. And so when Ruth and I started looking into it, there were absolutely no curricula out there on self-advocacy. And the only research that had been done was with kids with intellectual disabilities. And we all know that every child needs to know about self-advocacy. So 
thank goodness that we were working with Shape America because they gave us Mary's name. <laughs> because we, I have a background in health, but I really have not been involved in health for years and years. And when we approached Mary and asked her if she wanted to write the book with us, well, she had already written several books with Shape America. She knew the drill. She was an amazing addition to our team. So now we have the theater, the physical education and adapted physical education with me, and then the health literacy with Mary and all that expertise on social emotional learning. And together, we make a dynamic team. So I'm really excited to be here and to share our book with everyone. And you know, it's it's great to hear as you know the first two authors speak, you know, about how this all came together. And I do like what you did say about self-advocacy, though. It's the art of knowing what you want and getting what you want. I like that. But we have our last author bringing her in, Mary Connolly. Mary, welcome to the podcast. Tell us about yourself. Oh, thank you, Sean. And thank you, Lauren and Ruth, for all your kind words. I, I am honored to be a part of this of this um, project. Um, my name is Mary Conley. I'm the program chair for skills-based health, social emotional learning at Cambridge College. We train teachers to be skills-based health educators. And uh, teacher training is my passion. I, I thrive on it. There's nothing more important than having a well-trained, skilled health educator trained in SEL in the classroom working with kids because um, it's really the only course that is, in, along with physical education, that is about them. So it's our children are our, 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 our most, our greatest asset, right? So we need to make sure that we give them the, the, the knowledge and the skills they need to live a healthy life. And skills-based health does that. And physical education does that. And now we're we're folding in self-advocacy um, because that's part of it. But I'll speak to that a little bit later. I'm also the author of three books on my own. And this is my fourth book. And it was a wonderful collaborative effort, not only with Ruth and, um, and Lauren, but all of the experts across the country and in Europe that contributed chapters with their own expertise makes this such an enriching an enriching book and then finally i'm a health education consultant i travel um, to different states different districts and train their teachers and move their curriculum from content-based to skills-based so that's what i do for a living and i'm just very honored to have met these two ladies and very honored to be invited to participate and i'm very proud of this book. I think it's going to be a wonderful addition to the Shape Library. And it's great to have you three on again, our three authors, Ruth, Lauren, and Mary. Uh, just a quick overview. This book is published in conjunction with Shape America. And um, a quick note to it is self-advocacy. Self-advocacy is a key component to meeting the standards in health, physical education, and social emotional learning. Now, taking it to the book, let's talk about the book. So this is open to any of our authors here. Just tell our audience about the book, you know, a little bit more to that overview or the content that's in the book. Go ahead, Ruth. Okay, sure. So um, the book is a collection of edited chapters by, as Mary said, different experts in the field and we all obviously contributed chapters as well and the issues 
covered, uh, you know, how to literally infuse self-advocacy into health education, how to infuse it into physical education. Um, there's an equity and social justice chapter um, assessment. So the chapters are designed to really help teachers, coaches, parents, graduate students, um, apply self-advocacy, infuse self-advocacy into all areas that they um, teach or coach kids. And then the second half of the book is, um, I think, you know, just as important as exciting as the first half. And those are different lesson plans and activities all tied to the national standards and they um, cover different health health um, activities, phys physical education activities, and then activities that children can participate in in the community. And they all have this self-advocacy focus and they're laid out so they're very teacher and coach friendly. We also have an introduction to the book that um, I'm really excited about by the Rana Mala Runyon, and um, we were really honored to be able and lucky to be able to have her contribute to this book and her voice is very powerful. So um, that's the setup of the book and it truly was, as um, Mary said, a collaborative effort between the three of us and then working with our team. Yeah, and just a couple features again, kind of through the overview is, and you mentioned some of those things, including the uh, social justice, equity, and diversity content, mm -hmm. lessons on self-advocacy, and also real-world scenarios. So uh, mm -hmm. Ruth or, or, excuse me, uh, Lauren or Mary, tell us a little bit more about that content that Ruth just spoke on. I can jump in about the, the um, pedagogy part. Um, one of the things that we wanted to to make sure we were doing in the book, Sean, was to um, make it easy for physical educators and health educators to to teach self-advocacy and to show them that it's not another thing that they're being asked to do, but that they're already doing it and they just need to fold it in. For example, um, a skills-based health educator is probably teaching standard four, which is interpersonal communication. And advocacy has a lot to do with, uh, you know, what is it that I want? Using appropriate communication skills, using eye messages, standing up tall, looking the person in the eye, being respectful. So a person, a teacher who is already teaching interpersonal communication can easily fold in the steps of self-advocacy. And what we did in the book was design five different steps so that it would be easy for the health educator, physical educator, community educator to say, okay, what is the issue? Number two, who do I need mm -hmm. to help me? Number three, help me if I get this wrong. Um, who, who do I need? What do I need to say? And then reflecting on it. I think I lost a step in there somewhere. But we can fold that right into the interpersonal communication skills. Also, standard eight of the National Health Education Skills is advocacy. So once again, self-advocacy is already in the national standards. And it's just a matter now of focusing on self-advocacy because we advocate for a personal community health. So now it's already in the national standards, but this makes it explicitly taught. And that is 
what is the difference? So now it's on the radar for the teacher to say, hmm, I'm going to include those steps of self-advocacy and explicitly teach that as part of the advocacy or the interpersonal communication portion of my teaching. And then to fold in social-emotional learning, the, the relationship skills of SEL, the subcomponent of that is communication. So it's all woven together and it's all there. So it's not something new that the person has to learn what it is and how to fit it in. It's already there. It's just a matter of explicitly teaching it. Nice. I like how you, um, you know, shout out to our standards, right? I know you were part of that process and, um, you know, that process is happening now. I had Brad Brummel on recently and we didn't talk necessarily about advocacy, but he was just talking about kind of the process of standards, how they're developed. But it's great to know that this book is filling that gap, you know, of the teaching of the knowledge that teachers need to support students in, in their path towards self-advocacy. And I know, like you said, it's in it's definitely very explicit within the, the eighth standard of health education, but you know we don't necessarily think about it in the standards of physical education. So it's great mm -hmm. to know that, hey, standard four, we talk about the social emotional well-being, but let's also go a little deeper with the self-advocacy piece. So thank you for really framing that for right. us. Can I, uh, can I say one more thing about that? Of course. Um, that all of the examples, the, the each chapter starts with an example, and each of those examples, whether it's health or physical education, is all founded on the national standards. So it's not just ideas with without uh, an anchor. Every idea that's in the book is anchored to a national standard, whether it's health or physical education. So that makes the book very sound pedagogically. Thank you for that. Laura, take us a little deeper into it. Sure. One of the other things I love about our book, so many things, but we have a real voice of the kids. And so each chapter, as Mary said, starts off with scenarios tied to the standards, but it's real stories of kids that we know. And there's some of them, the problem's not solved. And then within the chapter, we go through the steps, how to solve it. Some of them, the, the scenario is solved. And then we go through how that child solved that problem and then throughout the book we have lots of scenarios and stories of like real kids and actually some of the scenarios happened while we were writing the book from some of our experiences along the way and we'll be like oh my god we got to write that put that in the book and then some kids will even come to me lauren you got to tell this story our parents will say hey because they know we're doing our this book and working on self-advocacy so they'll call or email me or even send me a newspaper article about their child and what they've done. So, you know, it's just, I, I love the the real world part of it. And then the other cool thing, we mentioned that part two is all sports and activities, but it's all teachers or doctoral students and, and people that are out there teaching. So they're actually giving us real activities that work for them. And a few of the activities, oh, this is funny. A few of the activities Ruth and I wrote were literally lesson plans I wrote when I was in my health education program in college. And, you know, we've gone on to use these lessons here and there, but, you know, we kind of created them according to, oh, remember this is such a good idea. And so it just, it just was a really fun book to write because it's real life. It, it relates to you day to day. And unfortunately, it, you know, it pushes us all to advocate more because now we know that's a, a thing. We don't always get what we want. So sometimes it's a little hard because now you know what you want, you ask for it, but you can't get it. But it's just also part of life. You just got to keep working on it and keep 
finding new avenues to get what you need or want. You know, it's, uh, you mentioned, <laughs> Lauren, you mentioned the scenario, you know, the scenario based of, you know, of the, of the book and everything. And I think that's kind of been an interesting take in these recent publications of Shape America is to just use scenarios. And here's the thing, and you said it, it's not scenarios. These things are happening, right? Like these are <laughs> real stories. These aren't scenarios. These are stories that we're just sharing for for the readers to really frame you know the need right so you know i think you all did a great job of really talking about the book and really how it's applicable to teachers coaches and even parents was mentioned in there as well let's dig a little deeper into self-advocacy just in general you know thinking of it from the the practical practical sense for teachers that that are looking, you know, maybe interested in the book and not sure and things like that. Um, I don't know that necessary question, but it's very open-ended to any of our authors just to talk a little bit more about self-advocacy in general. Well, I can start if that's okay. So, you know, we define self-advocacy. Um, we talk about the history of its of people researching self-advocacy in this country and like um, Lauren said it's had a pretty narrow focus and there's not a lot of real recent research and investigation into self-advocacy. And we used this um, approach where we sort of took these four levels of self-advocacy. So help me out guys in case I get it wrong. But the first is um, understanding is knowledge of self, right? And so mm -hmm. how do you use self-advocacy to further understand yourself? The next was knowledge of, I can't remember <laughs> off the top of my head. Um, there's knowledge of communication and then leadership was also part of it. So we sort of thought about self-advocacy in these four different um, stages and I'll get that second one in a second, but um, that helped us focus the activities and our research and thinking about, you know, what level of mastery has a child achieved? Are they really still focusing on themselves or are they able to teach self-advocacy to other kids at school? Um, are they able to communicate what they need clearly? You know, there's the theater aspect. How do you rehearse what you want to say? How do you sharpen your message? If, um, as Lauren said, you know, someone turns you down and you don't get what, what you want, how do you reflect on that and maybe pick someone else to talk to or change the approach that you're using. So that was the process that we really used throughout all of um, the, the writing process and thinking about self-advocacy as a skill that anyone can learn and practice. It's not a mysterious sort of cloudy idea. It's a skill you can learn, practice, refine, and then teach to someone else. So um, I think I think yeah. that was really important to us as we went through the process. Yeah. Mary or Lauren, more about that self-advocacy piece and maybe filling in that blank of the second concept. So sorry. Each of the, like, so like, for example, each of the scenarios, we would actually put in parentheses what step it was that they were on in each mm -hmm. scenario, because we just wanted to point out to people, it doesn't always look exactly the same your process. And actually in some of the scenarios, kids actually said, you know what, I'm going to get a friend to go with me because it's more comfortable. And so they would find a friend to go with them to approach that teacher. And there was more strengths in numbers. 
and then it was easier for them to get what they wanted. So to show them, to show the, the kids that you can actually not gang up on someone, but just saying, Hey, do you think that's not right? Like one example, this is funny. This is a true story that happened to me. Like, you know, in your, in your physical education class, it was often the cafeteria. So they had the photographs, your school photos are in that room. The blood drive was in that room. They voted. So all those days you got your PE got canceled. And so we went to the teacher and said, when, when is the PE teacher going to make up our physical education class? We missed it. And then, and then we had to go to the teacher and say, Hey, look at the calendar, talk to the PE teacher, but we got gypped, you know? And so then they had to go and get you like that makeup class because, you know, otherwise you, you miss physical education a ton of time. So that was one of the scenarios. And that was a true story from like when I was in like second grade and the teacher had a box on the top of the chalkboard that had the makeup day we were going to have in PE and it stayed up there. So anytime we missed a class, she wrote the makeup time up there. Nice, nice. Mary, anything you want to add to the piece? Yeah, sure. And it it's the importance, Sean, of uh, teaching skills. And and we know Shape America is committed to teaching skills, both in PE and in health education. And the benefit is uh, you learn a skill that, that maybe you're not comfortable with or you never heard of self-advocacy. So the teacher teaches it in steps and talks about uh, being able to identify the needs and, and then who do I go to? But the key for us is the communication skills and using iMessages, practicing iMessages, practicing listening, practicing standing up tall and looking someone in the eye and using appropriate language. And then practicing that, that gives the child confidence. Mm -hmm. And then that allows the child then to go to the next phase and say, okay, I feel confident that I can ask for something and then use all of those communication skills to go to whoever it is that is the person that can hear them and do something about what it is that they're advocating for. And, and it builds self-efficacy, builds confidence. And then, and, and the person learns to become self-determined. That's another the chapter in the book where I'm in control here and I'm going to keep at this. And, and as Lauren said, you might not get it the first time, but then you go back and you say, maybe that wasn't the right person to speak to and to advocate to. I'm going to use those interpersonal communication skills to go to the vice principal or go to the parents and, and keep on trying. And the more they jump into it, the more confidence they they develop and that give, makes them more efficacious and that helps them to be more self-determined and, and to go after what they're doing. So the bottom of it all is the importance of teaching kids skills, both in health education, both in physical education, because that is what builds the confidence and the efficacy in, in children. And I know SHAPE is committed to that. The other point I wanted to make uh, that's an advantage of this book is that teachers are very practical people. Don't just lecture me. That's fine and well if I have to sit here and listen to it. I want give me something I can use tomorrow in my classroom. That's mm -hmm. what teachers like. They, you know, if they have to sit through a, a a lecture, they'll get something out of it and they may figure out how to use it. But teachers give me something I can use tomorrow. And that's why 
all of the people that contributed lessons are professionals in the field. These are lessons that they have used. Um, so they know they work. They're from from one of them. One of the uh, people who gave a lesson is a student of mine in my master's program, and she's a middle school teacher. And this is something that happened with one of her students. So there, as as Lauren and Ruth both said, these are real world lessons that people have have experienced and turned it into a lesson plan and are offering and providing it for all of the readers of the book. And I think the practicality of the book along with a lot of the, the history and in the research makes a beautiful combination for, for whatever you like when you're reading a textbook. Um, and I think that adds to the strength of it quite a bit. Well, Mary, I'm sold. You didn't have to say much to me, but that was a good way to, a good way to kind of, you know, in the portion of speaking on the book. Uh, and, you know, it's so timely as well. You know, you think about this is kind of an election season, right? And essentially we want our young people to be advocates for themselves, be advocates for their health and well-being, and be advocates for their communities. So it's such a, it's a timely resource and I definitely heard it in, in, in your words there, Barry, Barry. So I really appreciate that. Uh, Lauren, any last words? <clears throat> yeah, you just uh, picked my mind. So like I always think about too is, and people talk about social emotional learning and self-determination and social justice. None of these skills can be obtained unless you have a foundation of self-advocacy. And throughout the book, Mary Mary's diagrams, by the way, are epic. I mean, she's an amazing <laughs> artist, but she shows a direct tie into all these things and how without the foundation of self-advocacy, you can't really have social justice. You can't really be at a, at a good place in your social emotional learning. And you certainly can't be self-determined if you can't use your voice. It doesn't matter if a child sees all these options they have for health education, you know, whether, whether it's nutrition, whether it's their relationships, it doesn't matter if they know all these options, if they can't make it happen for themselves. And so this is such an important piece to define their voice and, and to make that next step happen for themselves and what they want and not just doing what everybody else is doing because that's what is popular, but doing what you need to do for yourself. Thank you, thank you. Ruth, how about you? Any last words? Well, I just wanted to go through those four components one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Recap. So yeah, so um, the the four components are knowledge of self, which we talked about. The one that I spaced out on was knowledge of rights, which is very timely. Um, you brought up the election season and just understanding what your rights are and knowing how to advocate for them. Then knowledge of communication and last the last piece is leadership. So I just wanted to reiterate that those are the four components that we really track through the whole book. And then the last thing I want to just touch on is um, I just think that this book is so applicable to the current moment and what our students and children have witnessed and experienced through the last three years in particular and that this skill to me is a wonderful way to grow out of that um, really difficult time you know, and so I think practicing speaking up, mm. fighting for what you want, fighting for others is a lovely way to um, sort of develop out of the 
um, sadness and stress that kids have gone through. Definitely. And as I, I have to say this, some, I have to say something there. Ruth, you're right on because how many times do we hear, and I hear it everywhere, it is what it is. It is what it is. So that sort of implies there's nothing you can do about it. Well, there is something you can do about it. You can advocate, you can speak up and you can, if it doesn't work here, you can try it over here. It doesn't have to be, it is what it is because then you're just accepting things the way they are. And if you don't agree with it, speak up. And th this book helps people to understand that. It doesn't have to be the way it is. You can speak up and try to change things. And there you have it. I want to thank our guests for joining us, authors Ruth Childs, Lauren Lieberman, and Mary Connolly. Make sure you check out their book, Infusing Self-Advocacy into Physical Education and Health Education. You can pre-order the book through Jones and Bartlett Learning and follow of this book and other Shape America resources on shapeamerica.org backslash publications. We'll be sure to drop the links for, for our audience along with this podcast. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is the Shape America podcast. You can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, I am your host, Sean Nevels. You can follow me on Twitter, at Coach Nevels. Shout out to our producer, Joey Martelli with Shape America. Make sure you follow Shape America on Twitter, at Shape underscore America, for your daily dose of health and physical education content. Thanks for listening, and take care. <laughs>